0: Had a couple of points after he left just for an injury. Frowned into
1: midseason form here already. Oh, <laughs> already, already. Just it in.
0: All right, welcome in everybody. It is the Important Nonsense Podcast. We are back. Woo. You know you missed us. You know you missed us. It's been a long summer. It's still summer. <laughs> still hot. Getting that tan on, or for me, getting that burn on because I don't tan. I just, I'm just I just get crispy. There is no original recipe; it's only extra crispy over here. But I, of course, am your host, Steve Bonham. As if you didn't know, my co-host, as always, Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, how are you doing? How's summer in Denver? It's
1: going great. It's going great. Season two. Season two. It told <laughs> us we would never make it. How wrong they were.
0: Yeah, well, it's easy when we're uh, when we decide if we're canceled. Yeah. Or not. So that I mean, I mean that helps.
1: You know, they don't have to know that though. So go ahead and edit that out.
0: <laughs> go ahead and edit, oh, yeah, and edit that out. That, part later. that that's, never happened. That's we never
1: said that. But we're back, and yeah, uh, summertime in Denver is great. Anybody who uh, who says otherwise has either never been there or is blatantly wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's camping season. I uh, I've already been to the cabin once this year. Got one more. Got one more coming up uh, after we get back from uh, from our big uh, our big event that we'll be getting into in a second here. But how is uh as you alluded to i'm sure it's hot down there how uh for someone who might have to be down there per se soon how how hot is it
0: pretty toasty today the real feel was one oh seven so that was nice it's uh nice and sticky and humid it's uh we were supposed to get some rain tonight into tomorrow we'll see if that actually happens we've been in a drought so uh we haven't had rain in like three and a half weeks
1: <sighs> not the hot
0: so it'll be interesting don't fucking water on me
1: the entire time it'll be interesting uh, not, but, but, yeah. but yes so
0: uh, been a long off season uh, a lot of stuff has happened of course free agency draft trades some interesting trades have happened too which hardly ever happens in the NFL uh, but a bunch of stuff that we'll have to go through and we will go through it the entire preseason we're not going to front load it all into this show here but uh, I think the first thing that we really should do, Neil, uh, is before we can officially kick off the 2018 season, I think we need to wrap up the 2017 season. Because this has been the longest, laziest draw-out, I think, perhaps ever, of a season. Just Just clinging on to fantasy football season until now, as we still need to wrap up our contest from the end of last year. So, uh, for those of you that don't remember, we're doing this contest. We're giving away a free subscription to, uh, Pro Football Focus, our friends over at Pro yeah. Football Focus. Yeah. Kudos. Thank you. Kudos to you. So we posted it out on the Fantasy Life app. Remember, you can always follow us on the Fantasy Life app at Important Nonsense. Pretty simple. Uh, so we had a bunch of different entries. Uh, I have already, like, earmarked these. I've got them all in order of how they were submitted. And uh, I will read them to you. This Neil, this is your first time hearing these, correct?
1: Uh, it's my first time hearing them. I did read them when they were submitted. <laughs> However, as you pointed out, that was a long time ago, so exactly. I don't actually remember them that well.
0: So good, good. That's that's the way I liked it. Because I reread through these, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. That one hit me pretty good. So yes, so yes, we're gonna read through these. For uh, for context, so we'll get your exact reaction. I already have sort of picked out mine that I think it should be, and uh, we'll we'll see if you agree. So that's first our fan submissions uh, for the contest from last year. So remember, it was fantasy heartbreak because of my devastating (laughs) end to the fantasy football season. I wanted to feel better about myself, and boy, did you guys come through with flying colors. So here we go. First one is uh, from at Gary, there was no other Garys on the entire app. He got that one first. Good,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, good, good on him. you, man. Wow, early adopter. First off,
0: yes. Yeah. So Gary says, I drafted a powerhouse lineup this year. David Johnson, Carson Wentz, seven other players that went on the IR in total. I went through every week in waiver order 11 or 12. I won the regular season with the second highest point total in the league I dominated the playoffs Week 14 and 15, but in Week 16, injuries to Michael Crabtree and Mark Ingram killed me. I couldn't recover. I thought I had a chance until my opponent's defense, which was the Chiefs, took control of the game. Chiefs had a huge scoring week that week. I lost in humiliating fashion to a defense. With my Week 16 performance, I couldn't recover. I won the bigger share of our league's pot, but would trade it for the title. I feel like Gary's patting himself on yeah. the back
1: with that one. Yeah, I feel like Gary wrote I in to mean, brag about I mean, it's fantasy heartbreak,
0: Gary. This this isn't like a subtle brag, okay? That's – come on, Gary. You're better
1: than that. <laughs> Gary, you wrote in to brag about your team, didn't you? I, that's what that is.
0: <laughs> that's what it <he, laughs> that is. That's all it was. I mean, I
1: appreciate it. Yeah. That's a solid lineup. But
0: <laughs> I get it. Sure.
1: <laughs> I feel like, though, he could have listed the seven other guys. But either way, okay. All right, we'll put that we'll put that in the maybe column. That's a
0: right, sure. So next we have uh, at BD Duff, and uh, BD Duff is actually part of the Clock Dodgers podcast on the uh, the Fantasy Life app. So shout out to the Clock Dodgers yeah. listeners out there. BD Duff says he lost Antonio Bryant and Swagzilla, who runs Clock Dodgers, beat him by just a few points. When I had a 99% chance of winning the match for a majority of the day, it was the first-ever Clock Dodgers League sleeper bot for a ring. So uh, their league is the, the sleeper bot, obviously. And they were doing an actual championship ring for the winner. So that's what made it extra devastating for him because uh, he had Antonio Bryant with a great chance of victory, and that was the game when Antonio Bryant left in like the first quarter, injured, only had two points for the day. And uh, it turned out Swagzilla beat him and won the championship game the Steve following you week. You
1: keep saying Antonio Bryant.
0: Oh, sorry. Yes, Antonio Brown. My mistake. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. Antonio Bryant is like his yeah, weird twin. Yeah, like
1: that's a that's a whole yeah, different
0: guy. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Yes, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was on his team. He lost him. Had a couple of points after he Just left for frown injury. Frowned into
1: midseason form and, here already.
0: Oh, already, already. <laughs> Just
1: frowded it in.
0: And because of that, uh, yeah, he lost lost the ring, lost the game. I could see that.
1: That's a hard one. That's, that's a hard but, one.
0: Yeah, you've got Antonio Brown going into the afternoon games. You only need a couple of points to win. He gets two points. You were
1: 99% locked. You're about to pop the champagne. You're like, yeah, I got this in the yep. bag, boys. Drinks are on me tonight. No. No. That's a tough one. Okay.
0: Um, well, if, for one thing, he certainly leaped ahead of Gary. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It was a low bar, but still. Poor, poor All right, at Sierra2013. the time to
1: write into the show. <laughs> All we do is be mean to him.
0: It's a, the, see, the thing that got me about Gary's entry, okay, is the fact that he says, well, I won a big share of the league's pot. You're done, yeah. then, Gary. That, you're out. <laughs> you're out. Uh, yeah, you didn't win the title, okay, but you still won a bunch of the money, then you're out. You, you, there's no fantasy heartbreak there. Just cry into your dollar bills, Okay. At Seaheader2013 says, uh, Traded Jimmy Graham for Mark Ingram the week that Delvin Cook went down because I thought I was set and Abdullah seemed like a reasonable flex. <laughs> the way that's worded is weird. Is. Uh So it it seems like they're explaining it like they traded Jimmy Graham in order to acquire Mark Ingram because Delvin Cook got injured? and then uh, thought they were all set because Abdullah was going to be their flex, so they must have had another tight end.
1: I think he might have also just maybe missed the word for, because he could have said trading for Jimmy Graham the week that Dalvin Cook went down, and, he, and basically you lose, you know what I mean? You traded to get Jimmy Graham, maybe you yeah. traded a running back? Oh, I see. So
0: you're seat. saying traded for Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Traded the Mark Ingram for Jimmy Graham? It leaves it open. To yeah, I th- if it was flip flopped. Yeah, if it was Mark Ingram for Jimmy Graham, and then Dalvin Cook got hurt, then yeah, I could totally see that being horribly devastating. But interesting. Yeah,
1: the whole thing. Okay. All right.
0: At at tyw. So in the 2016 season, I made it to the championship game and was playing the eight seed. So I thought it was in the bag. We were neck and neck the whole way. I had Brady playing. I was up by less than a point. He had any. He didn't have anyone else playing. The Patriots had the lead and got the ball back with less than two minutes to go. Brady took three knees. I lost .3 I that's points was for go. Oh. each knee rushing yardage. I lost the championship by a tenth of a point. That is brutal. All right. That is absolutely brutal. That's what I was
1: looking for. That's the kind of thing uh, like, that's a... Mommy. Uh, uh, I feel that in my bones.
0: Winning the game by a point and Brady gets the ball back and you know that they're just going to run out the clock. So you're like, oh, I'm fine. And then he takes three knees and loses three yards on each knee. So because of that, you lose the point. You-
1: you know me, Steve. I don't normally break things that I own because that's no point. I would smash everything that I own in <laughs> a bit of rage. Were you watching that happen live and realizing that it's going to happen?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. That's God. a strong entry. That yeah. is a strong entry.
0: All right. We got at Sam Dusky. Had Julio Jones and versus Austin Hooper down by six points. Ended up tying with decimals because Hooper made a last-second garbage-time catch. He had the higher seed, so he oh, advanced.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Lost it on a decimal tie tiebreaker in the playoffs. Oh, that's
1: another str- that's, that's another strong one. That's 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 good.
0: That's rough. That
1: hurts. That's a. Uh... Well, you know a lot about that, huh? Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into Steve's feelings on Julio Jones in greater detail. That's called.
0: I don't know, but see, like, with that one, Austin Hooper made a catch. Yeah, it was garbage time. You were already losing, though.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Already, but it, it's
0: tough. He was, it's he tough was losing the game. Julio up. gave him the lead, and then Austin Hooper made a catch that uh, that nulled it and tied the game by decimal scoring.
1: Whew, that's close.
0: I would still go handle? with Brady. At Sam Dusky. At
1: Sam Dusky. Nice entry. You, it's not as bad as losing because of three consecutive D's in the, <laughs> the title
0: knees. game. I can't believe that. that. I, I don't know how.
1: That. I, I, honestly, that's the clubhouse leader, and you're going to need to like ratchet it up to beat that because <laughs> that is the kind of thing that will just make you never oh, want to this play one this is. Game
0: again. This one is short but sweet. <laughs> At Joel Hansen, 7007, early season I dropped Alvin Kamara to pick up Kenny Britt. Oh. That is yeah, Cleveland Browns level of team management oh, yeah, right there.
1: Okay, I love it. Oh man, that's
0: uh it's not now it's not fantasy heartbreak because you didn't really get anywhere because you dumped Alvin Kamara, but I appreciate I, the uh, is... the fact that you didn't see also, that. Also, you
1: wrote that you owned up to it cuz that man, like I don't I'd be trying really hard to forget that ever happened.
0: Yeah, I will similarly, I will admit that the uh what was it? The 20 I want to say it was the 2010 season. Maybe, no, maybe Oh, nine. It was the 2009 season. Uh I was still going to college at Northern Illinois. Garrett Wolf just got drafted by the Bears. And after the draft was over, I was like, "Oh man, just, you know, for NIU's sake, I'm going to I'm going to draft Garrett Wolf or I'm going to get Garrett Wolf." So after the draft was over, I dropped my lowest ranked running back to pick up Garrett Wolf. Uh And it was Ray Rice. And that was the year that he broke out and was a top five yep. running back.
1: I got one from last so, year. I'll uh, do, we'll all we'll, we'll, we'll air our dirty laundry to make you feel better, by the way. Uh, last year, in our big money-keeper super pride league that's been going on forever, uh, I uh, I had injury issues. And... I had to make a, a tough roster decision and I cut Carson Wentz and that bit me until he got hurt. But even with him being hurt, he was on such a huge clip that he still finished really respectably for the year. So yeah, that one, that one yeah. hurt also because it's a keeper league and from where I drafted him, that would be a strong keeper consideration. So yeah, that one, yeah, not my finest moment. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. Especially,
0: alright, uh, we got at John Fantasy Talk oh, is our last, last of the entries. Alright, so at John Fantasy Talk says, uh, down by three points with my opponent holding the tiebreaker in the semifinals. This, of course, was the, uh, the legendary last season Jesse James not touchdown catch and the Steelers. So he's down three points holding the tiebreaker. All hopes seem lost. Because his opponent had the tiebreaker, yeah, yeah. Opponent had the tiebreaker and the lead, so he had Chris Boswell and Big Ben still going. Everybody else on both of the teams were done. Juju makes the 69-yard reception, and with those points for Roethlisberger, it tied the game. So all he needed was one point, because his opponent had the tiebreaker. So I mean, li- literally one point. Thought he was in the finals for sure. Roethlisberger throws the touchdown. He jumps for joy, but it's too good to be true. Gets overturned by review, so he's like, all right, well, whatever. A field goal, uh, an extra point from Boswell, anything from the kicker still wins me the game. I'm fine. Next play, Roethlisberger throws a pick. Season's over. New hole in his wall.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh. That's a Home Depot trip. Yeah, yeah snatching victory or
0: snatching uh, <laughs> the defeat from the jaws of victory.
1: There, That is that is brutal. But and I sympathize because that's a hard one. That's a tough one to swallow. For me, nothing tops losing in the in the championship game because Tom Brady takes three consecutive knees.
0: Yeah, I'm with that you. Is, I'm going T Y That is so horrible. Deserve,
1: you deserve this prize.
0: Oh, so good. In good fact, on you. you des- good you, on you,
1: you, you man. Like that is, I don't even I don't even know what that
0: man alive. Is. Three knees and he loses three yards every time. Like to specifically lose three yards and then to lose the whole thing by a tenth of a point. Think about how that would haunt no, forever. you forever. I would
1: still be thinking about it. I'd be thinking about that while I'm like I'd I'd have an aneurysm because it'd be always going on. In the and back the other of my side head, of that like, too
0: is like, how do you even if you're the other guy, what are you rooting for? You're like, oh my god, take another lead, do it again,
1: yeah! <laughs> I
0: win. At that point, like, think about the reverse. Like, you're that guy. You're like, well, the game's over because they're not going to throw anymore. He probably just turns his TV off and walks away. He logs back in like a day later to see, like, what? How did I win? What happened? You
1: no, know, see, in my scenario, because it's the championship, he's watching it live with the fantasy the cast. Strategy, and he's and he's celebrating what's going on as uh, as (laughs) he's cause he knows he's got it in the bag. It's going to be this really, this really skinny thing, but he's probably going to do it. And it's like, Oh my God. And then one knee, two knee, three knee fantasy cast updates. Computer goes into the wall. (laughs) Just, just bam. And that is broken forever. (laughs) I don't even care. It was TYW, correct? Is the yeah
0: yes at tyw at, is at our tyw
1: winner. if you're out there do you still play fantasy football I'd like to have you on I have several <laughs> questions about about do you still play fantasy football Does that haunt you? Do you ever wake up just sweating, possibly screaming? Like what? <laughs> can you can you actually see a, a photo of Tom Brady and not break out into a violent rage?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you been uh, allergic to drafting Tom Brady yeah, since?
1: Like then? I'm just curious, like because that's got to just be gutting. I I uh, I'm just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> so again, congratulations to at well, tywi for contacting to, to you.
1: Quotes because
0: through uh, like,
1: you won. Through but, you
0: like you know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cycle? That's just what's the
1: therapy whew. bill look like for something like that? That's the other question I have. It's like Gigantic. is that covered by insurance or no? Or like like I feel like I would need so much therapy. <laughs>
0: Oil. All right, we're on to 2018 now. 2017 finally in the books. Finally. Took us yeah. long enough, but we we got it handled. So uh, on to 2018. Of course, looking forward to this year. We're still you know fresh. We're getting started. It's still early. Training camps starting now in uh, a couple weeks. But, I mean, next week we're going to start the uh, the first of the, the camps. So get that Hall of Fame game. By the way, I was watching. Uh, the American flag football league on the NFL network the other day, because I've been and we were talking about that. And uh, it was, we saw a commercial I was watching with Ashley. She was thrilled. My wife, she was just so excited oh, to be yeah, watching sure. it. And uh, the commercial came on and was like, watch the hall of fame game bears, Ravens. She said, Why the hell are the bears in the hall of fame game? Science. <laughs> because Erlacher's going in the hall of fame. <laughs> If she said, Yeah, but he doesn't play for the team now. The team now sucks. <laughs> she's not wrong. I mean, she's no, very honest. I can't argue with it.
1: She's very honest, you know.
0: She, she brings up an interesting point. I mean. Ugh. But yes, so teams are getting ready to report. Preseason getting ready to start. More news and stuff will be rolling in. But uh, coming up here in the next couple weeks, through the entire preseason. We'll be previewing every team, breaking down division by division so that you guys can get all the information you could possibly have. New to the website this year, we will be posting rankings. I have my rankings that are going up as quickly as the website will possibly work with me. <laughs> so those will be up for your uh, your viewing pleasure whenever you want them. I will also be posting soon the uh, the strength of schedule breakdown that I worked on. So if you want to just look at that specifically, I have not found that same type of data anywhere on any website. So we are exclusive to that information that you don't have to pay for. Exactly. All 100% free here at importantnonsense.com. And of course as we get closer to the regular season, once we get there, every Monday night before the end of Monday night football, waiver wires are up on the website. We are the first people to have our waiver column up in the entire industry. Yes. We're out ahead of everybody else, so we are your first resource for your waiver ads. Every Wednesday, new article trying to get my under the microscope weekly. We'll throw in some uh, in-a-vacuum so I can get that in-a-vacuum drop oh, yeah. going this oh, we've year. We've got
1: some in-a-vacuums coming and, uh, up, and we also have my rankings <laughs> that are coming up. I'm going to be doing my top 50 at uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and my annual QB pairings. Uh, Column is going to be coming up here as we get closer to the season as well, plus some other couple things that I'm kind of noodling around with. But uh, <clears throat> the QB pairings article, big hit from last year, so we we decided we're gonna we're gonna bring that back.
0: And then of course, new podcast released every Thursday, so that's the schedule right there. Mondays waiver, Wednesdays articles, Thursdays keeping up with the podcast, and then always catch us at important nonsense. On the Fantasy Life app, and then at uh, nonsense underscore Steve on Twitter, at nonsense underscore Neil on the Twitter as well. So Neil, we're coming up uh, this weekend. We have the National Fantasy Football Conference right here yeah. in lovely Fort Worth, Texas. Don't know why
1: they decided to do it at uh, the center of the sun, but that's what we're doing.
0: Because <laughs> every because they're all from the center of the sun, so they're like, hey, why why don't put it want anywhere else? Right on, <laughs> right on, Tatooine. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're going to be right here, looking forward to that. So Neil's making the uh, the journey out here Absolutely. to the wasteland, and we will uh, we'll have a bunch of information from that. Everything we gather from that, we'll bring back to you guys next week, right here on the podcast, so we can go over that. But the main thing right now, we're going to go over a little bit of those rankings that we right. just uh, mentioned there. There's
1: training camps, they are knocking on the door. In fact. For those of you yeah. that are super jonesing, the Bears and the Ravens report to camp the 13th through the 15th. Everybody else is a little bit later. Like, yeah, but if you need your you need your fix, you can get some uh, next
0: week. Those Hall of Fame teams. Get some
1: notes on uh, on how how they're kind of shaping up. I mean, the, I can't I can't even fake interest in that Hall of Fame game. I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to. I I, I can't that whole. You know that you know the, you know the year it was canceled and nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. Like, but uh. I digress from that
0: point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically the training camps starting kicks off season, and the preseason games, you know, kick off the the football season. But to me, it's not really football season until Hard Knocks is on, and yep. I can see me some Baker Mayfield oh, yeah. and Jarvis Landry, and who's gonna who's gonna be the media darling? That's always the question yeah. every year. Is there's always somebody who ends up stealing the camera spotlight. And uh, we'll, we'll see who it is this season. I'm, I'm curious on that. So I, I always look forward to Hard Knocks. But let's go through uh, some of these things. It so will You never know. Maybe, maybe they'll show some clips of him jumping in the river. <laughs> it's not a, it's
1: a the lake, but yes. Anyway,
0: no, right. No, no, no. Maybe he'll find so, a river don't then, me going okay? on
1: hard knocks. We don't have enough show. We don't have enough runway to do the full Hard Knocks breakdown. It's a different podcast.
0: Sure, we do. We'll we'll get that in there. We'll we'll fit it in. That'll be the news section. Your your weekly hard knocks <laughs> That's update. True. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> but QB ranks. Uh, so generally the same as always. We're we're against everybody else in saying avoid until later if you can. You don't want to use a top pick on QB. That kind of goes without saying. Uh, but we have a slight difference at the top here. I have Tom Brady number one. And mostly, it's not even projected points. It's because Aaron Rodgers actually has the most projected points that I have on here. But, uh, Tom Brady is number one just because I have the confidence in Tom Brady that I can, you know, count on him week in and week out. He also has a ridiculously easy schedule yeah, because of that division that he plays in. <laughs> and then, uh, he has a, Below average offensive line, but that hasn't stopped him in the past, so I'm not too worried about that. Whereas with Rodgers, he's projected for the most points in the league, but he has a horrendous schedule, and he has an injury history. So, I mean, of the two of them, that tips it slightly in my in uh, Brady's favor for me, personally. But uh, again, that's it's personal preference at that It is, point.
1: and I'll just say, I only have him a few spots lower, as you'll see. I've got him down at, uh, at four. And my whole only thing with Tom Brady is the reason I've got him down there is it's just another year. Just keep plotting. Eventually you're going to have to build in a little bit of regression. It might bite me. He might finish it too. But what I really am trying to drive home here is if I'm going to invest in Tom Brady at the level that other people are going to have to, it means I have to spend more than I'm comfortable to do so for it to return value reliably. And what I'm talking about there is you're going to draft Tom Brady for the year, right? It's a set it and forget it at that point. You've got to get something out of Tom Brady. And uh, over the last four years, his numbers from weeks 13 through 16, which are critical fantasy football weeks, have just been trending down. So just breaking down his last four seasons, that's something I've kind of come away with, is that he had one outlier that was pretty good, and then he had three that were below average, especially for what you're expecting to invest that much. So I've got that's the reason why I have him just touched down slightly.
0: sure i mean i could see that i would just say you got to get there first before you can worry about weeks 14 through 16
1: yeah fair enough i mean you could always trade him or do something like that it's a long season like it's a marathon not a sprint right but again it's it's one of those things where that's that's kind of what it is if i've got if i'm going to put tom brady one that means people are going to spend no matter what i say about waiting on quarterback there's always going to be that guy who's like hey way overdraft Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and things. And for me, I have more confidence that despite the horrendous schedule, that this is going to be a year where Rodgers is going to do Rodgers things. And that usually results in him winding up number one at the end of the time.
0: And then uh, after Tom Brady, I mean, it was Russell Wilson. And look, I've been historically low on Russell Wilson for his career. So uh, it's no surprise that I'm low on Russell Wilson here. I have him number seven in my QB ranks, number seventy-two overall. Uh, where did you plot him? I've anywhere? got him at
1: three, actually. I'm relatively uh, more in line with what I found to be the consensus when I was pulling all these together. And
0: yeah, that is. So I've got, got him
1: more at the consensus, and my whole line of logic on Russell Wilson is I, I have I have less of a history of <laughs> lower low ranking Russell Wilson than you do. And my other thing, my only thing about Russell is, I mean, I'm just waiting to see what that Seahawks team looks like, so there's some uncertainty there, but I have a feeling it's gonna look a lot like last year's team, where they can't run the ball, and it's just gonna be Russell Wilson dropping back 40 times a game, and you get a nice rushing floor. So, he's proven that for long stretches, he can be Superman, and he can win them, or keep them in games, or at least win you fantasy games. So, I've got him there.
0: Sure, and you're more in line with the, uh, with the public than I am. Like I said, I have Brady one, Rogers two, Watson three, Wentz four, and then Cam Newton five. Uh, currently, right now, across all platforms, ADP has Rogers one, Watson two, Wilson three, Brady four, Wentz five. Yeah,
1: so literally, that's that's wow. That's
0: that's, that's literally that's your, your top, top five. five. So yeah, you're right, right in line with, line with the, the ADP.
1: There. there
0: you go. Right. And then again, like I said, just, just to give you a, a kind of perspective there, my number one quarterback is Tom Brady. I have him at number 39 overall. And Rodgers currently, the QB1, is being drafted at 30
1: yeah. And overall. As we say every year, that's too high. That's too much so, of investment for that. Right. So, uh, yeah.
0: right. Wilson is my QB7. Currently, I have him at 72 overall. He's being drafted at 48. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm down on him there. But again, it's just, for me, it's, I don't believe in the talent around him. Well, that's, yeah, that's gonna be a concern. Uh, but. <laughs> there, there's no run, there's no run game or offensive line to speak of. Uh, there's Doug Baldwin and then... Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? Like Anybody? So, I mean, just, there's, when you got no weapons to throw to and no time to throw, you're basically saying, okay, my quarterback is gonna be a running back because I'm relying 100% on rush yards and rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, it yet, works for Cam yet, Newton, I guess.
1: It's also worked for Russell Wilson, is my point. That's not new.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> you just laid out is not a, a new A majority thing. of the year last year, he was oh. gimpy. Yeah. Because he was getting beat up. And, and eventually, that's going to catch up to him. Oh, that, and I'm that's not a, trying to predict injuries, but... I'm saying that they're never going to fix that offensive line. And if they can't run the ball and there's no one to throw to, I don't see, I'm just, I don't trust his value compared to some of the other guys I can get in the same range.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I have Russell Wilson, as like I said, three, but I don't have him anywhere near 48 is my point. So despite my ranking of Russell Wilson, three, I won't own Russell Wilson in hardly any format. If that's the rules that people are going to be playing by going by ADP. So again, I always want to state that when we're discussing quarterbacks. I haven't rated that way, but based on what you're saying is the consensus ADPs right now, I'm not gonna own it. So we might as well start talking about people lower down this list, because that's what I'm gonna be playing with.
0: And again, like I, I always try to reiterate too, whenever you're making your own rankings or you're going by someone else's, the smartest and best thing you can do is put QBs in tiers. Any position in tiers, not just QBs, to, to tier out your groups because if you don't do that, you're doing it wrong. If you're generally just, you know, sorting by points projected or some kind of value system or something, that's fine. But you have to incorporate tiers because, as I as I said in my list, I have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in a class of their own. They're tier one, and then from Deshaun Watson at three all the way down to Russell Wilson at 7, that's Tier 2. And then Tier 3 of QB is just a cluster of guys who I just don't know about. Like, literally, when you look at it top to bottom, in terms of projected points, after you get out of the top, like, 6 or 7 there, Kirk Cousins is 8, roughly, with 280 points. And then when you go to, like, the lower tier here of uh, the bottom half, like number 12, the lowest end QB starter is Alex Smith at 267. All right? Roethlisberger, just ahead of him at 10, is at 272. The difference between Roethlisberger's projection at 272 and getting Blake Bortles is literally a point and a half a game. That's what we're talking about. And Blake Bortles is 20th in terms of projected points. So and me personally, I'd rather have Blake Bortles. As crazy as that may sound, I'd rather have Bortles because on my list, I've got Roethlisberger, I believe. What do I have Roethlisberger, Neil? You
1: uh, You have Roethlisberger. Let
0: me resort. At I think I have him 12th. Uh, 12th, yes, correct. Yes, I have Rock I have Roethlisberger twelve. I have Bortles thirteen, and it, and literally the only reason it's like that is because he's projected to score roughly twenty eight points more this season. But that's it.
1: Yeah, and again, that's a projection. It's not a- right, and that's just a projection. <laughs> yeah, it's not
0: a. And by the way, when I'm mentioning these projections in my rankings. It's, uh, it's consensus projections from five different websites, including Jeff Ratcliffe's at Pro Football Focus. So we have uh, – it's a whole lot of information. I'm not just coming up with these crazy numbers out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and I pull in data from a lot of the PFF stuff that I also have access to through the lovely and talented Steve Bottom. And uh, <laughs> several other sources I have, like Fantasy Diehards. And I also have a, uh, an ESPN premium membership, so I get information from ESPN as well. So we have, like, a wide pool. We cast a very wide net here and try to take aggregates of what people are saying. And that's what I try and do is figure out what the consensus seems to be and then go and do your own analysis to try and figure out where you differ and why. So that way you're not just me. <laughs> right. But he's absolutely right. But again, like, he says to tier people like I said, so that you don't end up just going yeah. down your draft sheet and then you way overdraft someone as well because it prevents you from doing that when you're actually in the draft right. room. So like
0: I said in that example, like I have <clears throat> the second tier of guys is from QB3 to QB7. So if I want a quarterback and the next quarterback tier is 3 or the next quarterback off the board would be number 8, Matt Stafford, the drop off in tier, it makes more sense to go for a tier one or two wide out or running back at that point than it would to reach on a QB3 tier. Because, you know, you're, you're just desperate for a QB. At that point, as I said, you're splitting hairs. So just take someone later, maybe pair them up, read Neil's article, get a pair of QBs, and just function them together, whittle it together into one starting quarterback as opposed to overreaching for one too early. Just to
1: Steve's point, you get to a certain area of the board where there's a lot of guys that all have value, that you're just not going to have to invest a whole lot in and you're going to end up being able to cobble together a really nice rolling type of thing. And I would rather invest that draft capital where there's scarcity as we'll get into here as we move into like running back and wide receiver, particularly running back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And as I mean, I already mentioned, I have Roethlisberger at 12. You're a little lower than I am. And as I said, that's just a function of the projected points and because he has a relatively easy schedule. This and season.
1: I downgrade Roethlisberger because I don't want to forecast injuries either, but I'm watching a person play the back nine of their career. And you get to a point with it where they're all so similar that I, for example, would rather have Philip rivers, Matthew Stafford, and possibly even give me, give me a shot at Andrew luck. as we get closer to the season. I'd rather do that than, then roll with Roethlisberger, who as we've seen is just not, tank that he used to be and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird noise coming from there so maybe they'll little fire under him when they drafted his heir apparent we we shall see but yeah i i it's a, it's a confidence issue i have with roethlisberger for a number of reasons that i i would rather take a shot if i'm coming that low and try to pair one of those guys with maybe something that's a little bit more steady like maybe you can try and even get like alex smith and something that's got a little bit more upside on it so that way you've got something you know what it is and then something that could be, you know, this year's Deshaun Watson, for example, probably right. nothing that attractive <laughs> as we saw.
0: Yeah, I like what you said too. Like you, like I said, once you get in that range, really from QB like ten down to twenty-one, it's all a cluster. You have uh, Luck at eleven, Garoppolo twelve. To finish your uh, your I top do. twelve, your starters. I've got Garoppolo eighteen and Luck nineteen. Yes, but again, and that's what I'm it's saying. All it's all cluster. about confidence, and it's all a cluster.
1: Because if you're telling me you like want Alex Smith over Andrew Luck, I'd be like, go get him, cowboy. It's basically the same yep. thing. It's just what do you have more confidence in?
0: Yeah, that's literally what it is. Like I gave on my uh, on my rankings. Everybody gets a confidence rank, basically. A zero is I'm neutral. You're fine wherever you are, wherever the numbers say you are. Negative number means I'm not confident. Positive number means I'm more confident than anybody else. And uh, it goes negative 15 to 15, and I gave Andrew Luck a negative 15. I got zero confidence. Fair. I-, I, can't, I can't buy into it until I see it. And if he just had a neutral score of zero... He would rank in for me at QB 14. I a
1: lot closer to where I have him.
0: But because I got no confidence in him, I got him at 19. And, and it's, it's literally just a confidence thing. So it's all about – it's not just projections and points and what you think it may end up and what some expert tells you. It's all about how you feel too. You got to be confident in the picks you make because at the end of the day, it's your team. Yeah,
1: and nothing is worse than when you do something like that because some, you read something – and you were like, well, I should do that. And then halfway through the season, it winds up being wrong when it wasn't, re- you don't feel like it was really your choice. So you end up forming this weird animosity towards whoever gave you that information. And so that's why it's always like, take whatever we say into, into, you know, not with a grain of salt necessarily, but take it under advisement, but ultimately do what you think you should do. Don't do it just because we say so.
0: Moving on to running back. It's basically the same list. It's essentially the exact same list. I mean, the only key difference is the the same that I have with everybody, and that's Saquon Barkley.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We went into this last year. My lack of confidence in rookies, just because I don't know how they'll translate. I absolutely hate the Giants' system. I hate their offensive line. They project out as one of the worst offensive lines in all of football. So I have no confidence that Saquon Barkley's is going to come in and have a gigantic season, like everybody's predicting. Oh, that cough button really
1: came in handy there. Woo. Best addition already to the to the new format to the show.
0: No, but I've seen lists where Saquon Barkley is listed at ten overall, and I yeah, have him I've at running back too. ten.
1: I've seen that too. That's that's rich even for my blood, and I'm I'm relatively high on him compared to you. I've got him at six, which is more in line with closer to the to what i have found to be the consensus out there and
0: i mean that's probably going to be right on then i mean at I, 10 overall i have him at 14 overall it's not like i'm crazy low on no I'm. but
1: yeah i've got him i've got him there it's just
0: i don't think he's the 10th best player no, in the draft I don't even,
1: that's that's wait there is we got some receivers to weed weed through before we're getting to that conversation there's five running backs i'd rather have too so it's a yeah especially because now most people are playing ppr which as we remind everyone every year, that is what we are discussing. All of this is PPR, so don't don't say we didn't tell you.
0: Yeah. So all I'm saying is just pump the brakes a little bit on the Barkley hype train. Believe me, I was driving that train going into the draft at the end of the oh, season, yeah. and now I'm just saying that's, let's take it easy a little bit here. We're not for
1: those of you who are new. We're to not show, talking he about had the next Saquon Adrian Peterson, one overall, and was adamant about it.
0: Still messed up. <laughs> hey, I give the Giants credit; mistakes. they took him too. They yeah, one mistake, but I'll, I'll take it. I hope he wears number one. So, wide receiver, wide receiver again. Pretty straightforward. It's generally the same list between the two of us. Uh, the only you know slight difference is here. I'm a little lower than you on Odell. Sure. Uh, I'm surprised I'm higher on Julio, given everything that's happened. But like I said, I lowered him as much as I possibly could. And it's just such a cluster. Because clearly you have DeAndre Hopkins and Antonio Brown at the top in either order. We can argue about that for days. But after that, that's a tier by itself. We can agree on that, right? That's a tier.
1: Those two guys It's those two, and that's it. Everything else below that is at least tier two.
0: And then tier two is probably Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. In some order. Yeah,
1: that's 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 right? about right. Yeah, it, you could maybe draw that line uh, on either side of Devontae Adams, depending on how you feel about that. But that would argue, yeah, that's basically Tier 2. However you want to do that, uh, that's basically the range.
0: And then Tier 3 is literally a cluster yeah. from wide receiver 8 down to wide receiver 28. Yeah. It's just 21 mediocre guys that I don't know about. And it's just your guess is as good as mine. At that point. So I can't argue with you if you
1: have somebody up at eight or have them down at
0: 20 because we're going to have a lot that are similar like that.
1: And we've seen a few of those where it's like I have Doug Baldwin higher up, but it's kind of a function of the Russell Wilson thing. And you kind of see how that could work itself out. And I have the big one is I have Tyreek Hill at 12. He actually made the little abbreviated page that we're working from here. And uh, I know that that is not something that you would necessarily co-sign.
0: I have Tyreek Hill at wide receiver twenty four.
1: So if you're going to pick Vance so in there, I, that's one. Receiver. I have
0: Tyreek Hill at literally the last possible wide receiver two. And you've got him at a, a wide receiver one, the
1: last still. wide receiver one. And it's one of those things where it's
0: he's just as someone that's owned Tyreek Hill, <laughs> it's just so boomer bust, and it's so. You know, you got to count on the Dallas Cowboys not playing end of the half defense and and just letting him run 60 yards for a touchdown for no apparent reason. That's Tyreek Hill's whole game. And without Alex Smith there, a lot of the Chiefs' critique and analysis is going to depend on who is Patrick Mahomes. What can he do? What does he provide? And I know what he did in college. I know the physical traits he has and the tools he can provide, but how does that translate to the NFL, and what are the bumps and bruises he's going to take along the way?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, It's weird, because I actually have Patrick Mahomes uh, down the page a bit, but I still think, even though I think he's going to be erratic, I think they're going to encourage him to take shots. I think that's what they're going to try and do.
0: Do you, have, uh, do you have him ranked, by the way, now that you mention it, just out of curiosity?
1: Uh, I'd have to actually pull the page back open, but I actually have Mahomes down there at...
0: Uh, eighteen. Okay, that's. Not, I have him at twenty two. So it's, it's not, not crazy. It's no, not I haven't been eighteen
1: because I think he's gonna he's gonna amass points because they're going to put him in a position to do that. It's not something I want to count on though because there's going to be turnovers. So he's going to be one of those like yes. they want you to throw less than ten interceptions right in the modern NFL. That's kind of the benchmark. We want to be under ten picks if we can be and four thousand yards. And I forget how many touchdowns is the modern metric, but I think it's twenty something 24 it's something like that that's kind of the benchmark for like what they're looking for for a top level like a plus qb type of deal for the season for a milestones perspective and mahomes is going to be given that and i have a feeling he's going to amass a significant amount of yards and stuff like that because they're going to run that weird high school offense probably still i mean we don't know that because they've you know there's going to be some changes but i have a feeling they're probably going to go with a lot of the similar looking stuff they might feature a little bit more tyreek hill because you're gonna have to take some of the pressure off him but at the end of the day, I think they're going to be trying to do Chiefs things like just weird take shots down the field. You went and got Mahomes for a reason. And it's Andy Reid. Let's not forget. Like that man likes to take shots. So that's going to be a part of what you're going to watch. So that's why I, I, have, I have what's weird is I'm low on Tyreek Hill. <laughs> right. Like that's that's the other thing that yeah. I want people to understand in this conversation is Tyreek Hill by consensus is like wide receiver seven. I've got him at
0: Terry Kill right now. ADP is going wide receiver ten at twenty seven overall. So he's
1: actually slipped a little bit, but he's still going in the top ten. I've got him.
0: He's going in the third round. I downgraded him. Third round. I downgraded
1: him. And Steve's telling you, run away screaming. Basically, Steve is saying I will not own Tyree Kill in fantasy football this season with that rank. I will not own him. I will not. I will not do it. So. I'm saying...
0: Again, perspective. Yeah. I have Tyreek Hill at wide receiver 24. Wide receiver 24. He's going at 27 overall. He's going in the third round. That is absolutely Elvis Presley, peanut butter, and banana sandwich. I don't understand what the hell is going on there.
1: It's, it is it is one of those things. It's kind of like, I think people, too, that Get your together they see the they see the, the 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 numbers from last year and they see like this mahomes and the gunslinging and i think it's just kind of like people are just kind of like looking at it and taking it for for uh for granted that he's going to be you know returning to form like that
0: right just plug yeah, and play. i'm telling
1: you to pump your brakes and steve's saying no jump out of the car because the car's on fire and it's about to slam into that wall So that's that's a matter of, like, what we're trying to explain to you. So that really was the biggest wide receiver thing that I noticed when we were going through it. Because, frankly, the rest of it is guys we have within three to four spots of each other in one way or the other. It's like, okay, I like that guy a little bit more. You like that guy, whatever. The projection is, like, eight points on the season. There's no point even arguing about it. Because we also, as we pointed out, everybody from, what was it, eight to 28 is what we're calling that? Yeah, eight to to 28. 28. they all have some level of warts on them. Like we'll, we'll upload the full list and you'll see, you're going to notice it's like, okay, that guy's got potential or he was good before. And they all have some sort of weird thing or that guy's in a new system. So we don't know. And he's or he's coming off an injury. Everybody has some little, little thing. So it, that's why we also went into that whole conversation about confidence because that's where it really comes into play where it's like, okay, what do I think is most likely to happen is a good lens for all of this. And so if you if you believe that what's most likely to happen is Tyreek Hill is going to exceed what he did last year, feel free to take him in the third round and call me a dummy on Twitter. That's fine. Feel free to do it. But don't at me if uh, at the end of the year, <laughs> Tyreek Hill is down there at like wide receiver 17 and you took him in the third round.
0: And just to uh, to kind of close what we were talking about with Mahomes too, he's currently going in the ninth round, QB sixteen.
1: Yeah, so I'm telling you to pump the so, brakes on that. And
0: well, that's not bad though because I well, mean, at, that point, it's... at that point he's no longer a starter, yeah. so he, you're taking him taking as a QB, as QB two, two as a bench prospect. player. You're taking it's a, a flyer, yeah. So that so that's not as crazy. Yeah, I could live with that as uh, as some I of the other ones, that. but
1: the Tyree Hill thing is just insane. Like, whoa, Let's calm down, people.
0: Yeah. Uh, tight end, really, it's just, uh, two guys. And first off, it's Kyle Rudolph. I'm down on Kyle Rudolph this year just because of the fact that, uh, he has an atrocious schedule. I, I get the connection. I get the new Kirk Cousins hookup, and, oh man, he's gonna be the new Jordan Reed. Now, uh, look, Kyle Rudolph's never been bad. No. Kyle Rudolph has always played really well. The Minnesota Vikings have literally the worst tight end schedule in the entire football league. So it's just, you can't just overlook that. He's going to get his opportunities, but he got the ball a ton from Case Keenum last year and wasn't able to deliver in a lot of situations. He only finished his tight end, what, six or seven last season? So for him to come in here with a bunch of hype, I give the the credit to uh, to the public. He's currently going at tight end eight. So the hype train isn't out of control on Kyle no, Rudolph, I've got him at eleven. Yeah, and I
1: have him at seven. So I'm so yeah. I'm fine with that. If he goes off the board at eight, like that's that's about right.
0: The one that I am really, you know, differing from everybody on currently going at tight end number ten, Trey Burton with the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, and I actually have him uh, just slightly higher than that. Now I will point out that is more of a function of me having Jimmy Graham like way low because. We'll get into that briefly. People, I know that you've seen the Packers tight ends have success in big games, and you remember those games. The Packers offense does not run through the tight end historically, okay? Just ask anybody who's owned Martellus Bennett, Richard Rodgers, for the season. You get some good games, but it's never something you can rely have ever been able to reliably count on. So I've got Jimmy Graham way low. And it caused me to move Trey Burton up slightly because I think –
0: yeah, you've got Jimmy at 10. I have him at 8. Public currently has him going at yeah, it's 5.
1: Insane. You're all crazy. You're all – enjoy enjoy that. You all have – I will not – based on that, I will not own Jimmy Graham in any fantasy football leagues this year. And I'm good with it. I don't want the headache. I don't want it. Uh, So we'll we'll do more breakdown across that. That's going to be one of the more polarizing topics, I think, for this upcoming season is what to do with Jimmy Graham. Where do you – how do you
0: And what's interesting with that, too, is the fact like, – Right now, he's tight end five, going 59 overall. And the consensus rankings, like when you take the consensus ranks from all the top sites, I have the list of consensus ranks here, uh, thanks to uh, the guys at fantasypros.com. Shout out to them. They literally take 43 different websites and consolidate all of their rankings into one list. Uh, So I've taken those ranks, compared it to my own and the ADP to get uh, most of the information I'm handing out to you guys here today. Again, faux free. So you are welcome. But uh, the consensus ranks that have been compiled by them have uh, Jimmy Graham at 76 overall and the number seven tight end. I have him at 80 and tight end eight. So I'm not even far off from consensus and still the ADP is way out of control. Yeah, for the, all. Hype train, it's just the, the hype name. train
1: is gone completely off the rails. and It's just going to plunge into this ravine. I want no part of that hype train. I am I am gonna stay at this.
0: But anyway, yeah. Uh, sorry, I distracted no, you're you. From fine. You're fine.
1: You're fine because the Jimmy Graham thing is gonna be a recurring roving topic throughout the show, as I was pointing out throughout the year. So they might as well. Everybody yeah. might as well just get used to it now, because that's what we're gonna discuss. Uh, I have Trey Burton slightly higher, just because. I mean, simple, simple kind of thing. They paid him a significant amount of money. I understand Adam Shaheen is still there, but I think the idea in that is going to be. We're either going to have two tight ends that we're going to try and run or we're going to try and turn Trey Burton or Adam Shaheen into Travis Kelsey. That's the goal in the new Nagy-style offense. The Bears are going to try and run. And so it, it could be Shaheen, but I think first bite at that apple is Trey Burton. And we've all seen, like, I mean, he's a pretty talented football player. He's not, you know, the world. he's not Gronk, but he can do a lot of stuff for them. And who knows, maybe he'll get a passing touchdown or two throughout the year.
0: Everything I have heard and read from the Chicago media is that it's going to be Allen Robinson on one side, Taylor Gabriel on the other, and Trey Burton's basically going to be the slot wide receiver. So I completely get the good hype with that. on Trey That's Burton.
1: That's what they're going to do. I'm good
0: with uh, that. Right now, he is consensus, tight end nine, ninety-five overall. The public is taking him at 95 overall, which is tight end 10. And I've got him at tight end 13 at 115 overall. I'm about 20 spots lower than everybody else on Trey Burton. I'm not going to own Trey Burton this year. And again, my my point is, if I can get him, he's my 13th ranked tight end. If he's my backup tight end, I'm great with it. And and that tight end is one of those positions where I'm going to wait on it forever. Because after the first like three, four guys, it's just a cluster it's anybody's guess you're rolling the dice it's a lottery ticket and I would rather have two of those guys in like the 13th and 14th round than waste a high pick on one of them and just hope that one of those later round guys works out so if I could get Trey Burton as a later round guy that I'm taking a flyer on sure but for me I'm going to be more inclined to take like a Delaney Walker or a Jordan Reed and then take Adam Shaheen at the back end of the draft and see if Adam Shaheen turns in anything. Because if he doesn't, then he's the guy I cut to pick someone up off waivers in week three. Right,
1: right, right. Sure. Fair enough. I could see that argument. Whereas
0: if I'm putting all my eggs in the Trey Burton basket to be my starter, I don't know if I can
1: count on that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that counter argument. The way that I would respond to that is, well, if I'm going to take Trey Burton at 95, then I'm probably going to get something else later in the draft as well. But just wait until the end and take some of what you're talking about, like the 13th, 14th round, take something else that, and I'd be, I'd be fine with that expecting Trey Burton to hit his stride. And then at least I have some sort of ripcord on the way out. If I absolutely have to do that. Plus, you know, there's always the idea too, that uh tight end is a giant wasteland. People just come to grips with that now in your prep. uh, Yeah, like I said, after those
0: first couple guys, it's just a crapshoot. You get
1: past like six, and it's like, oh, Lord, what are we doing? And yeah, and then um, you end up, it's real easy to end up with Jack Doyle, is all I'm saying. Because I'm also, like you, going to wait on that forever, and we both have Jack Doyle. I have him at 11. Did you have him a little bit higher than that? Let's see.
0: Yeah, you had Jack uh, I have Doyle. It's, Jack Doyle. Um, yeah, seven.
1: seven. Yeah, so you've got Jack. Yeah. Seven, yeah. So that may not be the right comp, but it would be very easy to wind up with something like, okay, Charles Clay. We both have Charles Clay, like literally in the same spot. Yep. It would be very easy to get yeah, there.
0: Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's yeah. right there. So it
1: would be yeah. very easy to get there this year where it's like I'm just going to wait and wait because if I don't get Gronk at the start of the draft and I don't get Ertz and Kelsey, real quick, you're looking at uh, Greg Olson, Evan Ingram, Delaney Walker, which you feel pretty good about, but I'm not going to invest a huge amount of draft capital in that necessarily. And then, right. you know, then you're down to Kyle Rudolph's brutal schedule or, you know, Jimmy Graham, which I wouldn't do as I, as I will continue to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it stacks up. There you go. There you go. Yep.
0: There's our, uh, our initial look at rankings. And that is all of course, subject to to yes. change beginning of the season. This is pre training camp. camp still rankings, going. People
1: pre training camp. These are going to shift. They are not, set in stone for example
0: but for there example, you go people we've kicked it off kicked it off we,
1: it off. we dipped t- a toe we dipped a toe 20, in
0: it. 2018 season underway finally so we have the conference coming up this weekend it's going to be good looking forward to it and uh any information we grab out of that we will bring it right back to you guys this next week make sure to check out the uh the ranks once they're posted i'll have that on twitter and the fantasy life app at important nonsense at nonsense underscore Steve, at nonsense underscore Neil. Neil, any farewell messages? Signing off for the uh, first of many times wow, this so year? so
1: many. Uh, <laughs> all that I will leave you all with is uh, when we get back from the convention, there is going to be a show that we are going to do. And for those of you who uh, like us for the analysis but could take or leave the nonsense, you may want to have your fast-forward uh, just primed up because there's going to be it
0: may not be the episode there's going to be you?
1: some nonsense uh, Michael Irvin is going to be at this thing I'm going to try and ask him some really inappropriate questions so uh, Steve I wired you that bail money right okay yeah okay, it's good, all ready to good. Go. Good. we got to make sure we have that so when Michael Irvin inevitably punches me in the face
0: uh oh I don't like the sound we we'll need
1: that um, so no it's going to who do you think you are it's going, to, it's going to be a raucous good time. That's going to be, that's going to be one for the books. Uh, and we're going to meet Matthew Barry. Yeah. Weird.
0: So we'll let you know what happens there. We will be back again next week. And uh, until then, keep up the nonsense.
1: <laughs> Have a week.
0: Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Lee Rosebeer, Lame Genie, and Tri Tachyon. Thank you for listening and be sure to keep up with the latest content on importantnonsense.com.